This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When we removed alcohol, let's say if alcohol is just that crutch of keeping keeping us going or, and keeping us feeling that we nurture ourselves, this is the only way we're nurturing ourselves. Then the idea of removing that can be scary, yes, but a lot of the times the idea of removing it could be scary because we will become forced to look at what's behind. Welcome to Series 2 of the One Year No Beer Podcast. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, then hit that button so you don't miss another episode. Just before we get started with today's interview, I just want to quickly mention one thing that Jen and I do every day. We were so lucky to come across this brand listening to podcasts just like this. And we are so proud to be sponsored by Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is literally one scoop of this all-round nutritional insurance which is made up of no less than 75 vitamins, minerals and whole food source ingredients including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfoods scientifically researched and blended together to support and improve energy recovery, immunity and digestion. It's so easy. You just get down in the morning, plop open that glass, Pour in your athletic greens and pow, you are doing what you need in one scoop. If you want to join us, simply visit athleticgreens.com forward slash O-Y-N-B and join the health experts, athletes and health conscious go-getters around the world who are making a daily commitment to their health every day. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com forward slash O-Y-N-B. Now, don't forget the forward slash O-Y-N-B because this will entitle you to the special deal Athletic Greens have given out to our listeners. A year's supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs will take with you on the go. Once again, athleticgreens.com. Don't forget, O-Y-N-B. Now let's get started with the podcast. And welcome back to another One Year No Beard podcast. This is Jen Fairburn speaking, and I am delighted to be your host solo today. I'm flying solo for the first time um, on a podcast, but uh, I'm very excited. And uh, today we are going to be jumping into coaching. And you might have seen the title for this podcast is ABC Always Be Coached. Now, I know that might trigger some feelings for those who know the original ABC. Always be closing from the classic movie, Glengarry Glenn Ross from the 90s. Um, but we are borrowing it here today at One Year No Beer for this podcast. 
And now the purpose of this call is not to plug coaching on you, but to tell you my story uh, on this and how I came into coaching and uh, my thoughts about it before, during, after and now and moving forward. Hopefully it will be helpful. Um, And one good statement that I realize what I've learned now is that if you don't feel like you need coaching, that is exactly why you should try some coaching. And what I mean by that is often when we are looking for change or we're curious about change and we don't really know where to start, um, we might go to come to something like coaching. But if we have something that's bothering us, we feel like maybe it's too late for us, nothing will work for us, and that the way that we are is simply the way that we are. And coaching, frankly, would just be a a big waste of time. And I hear you because that is where I was once upon a time. And I was kind of stuck in my old ways and I was stuck in this repeating pattern. And I simply felt like I had no way out. I just thought that this was my life and this is how I was to live the rest of my life and um, feeling unfulfilled. And being a mother, we those of you who are mothers, mothers or dads listening to this, feeling a certain unfulfillment when you're a parent is considered selfish because just because we have healthy children, we are somehow supposed to feel just grateful and happy and get on with it. And an element of it is if it is true we should be grateful that we have healthy children and a job and a house and all that but that should not stop us from dreaming from wanting more and what i felt that when i found my way to coaching reluctantly there was a lot of resistance because i simply thought that you know i tried it all i tried sorting it out myself <laughs> and i came to a point when i realized that this wasn't going to happen I had to figure out something. So I found a coach and kind of my coaching journey started in that sense. Um, And I was blown away by how coaching worked. And um, naturally, it took me on this amazing path because uh, I ended up becoming a coach myself and really immersing myself in this field. But where I started was uh, from a place place of pain, a place of feeling stuck, wondering why things didn't work out for me, how, you know, what could I have done differently, etc, etc, etc. And so what coaching did for me was just opening up all these avenues that I thought were closed down to me, well, forever. I thought that, you know, I had missed my chance to go after those things that I dreamed of as a, as a kid, as a younger girl, younger woman. And when I took up coaching, I realized this simply wasn't true. And so what I consistently learned from then on about myself and about my journey and essentially really merged into the certain specific type of coaching that I do, I just knew that I had to do this for others. Because when you've come through adversity, when you work really hard on, you know, unlocking yourself, there I not everyone, but a lot of people get find this desire of wanting to do it the same thing for others. And so that's where I am now. And I simply love coaching. I can talk about coaching all day long, um, but I'm not here for me. I'm here for you. And I hope that today will shine um, a good light on coaching for yourself. So when people first come to me, there is a certain amount of resistance there. 
Um, and this is now knowing about it is very logical because what our brain is wired to think a word uh, is that if someone's going to screw us over, is this person going to mess with me? Is this person going to go to steal my money? Is this person going to, you know, fool me? And when we are reaching out for essentially guidance or help, we're putting ourselves in a quite a vulnerable space, which can be a really scary place for many. Um, and our brain, our ego especially, does not like vulnerability. It doesn't like to show itself um, vulnerable. And so it could be it could be quite a tumultuous step just reaching out for this. But the number one question that people have is, will this work for me? And this is a question that, you know, I say to my clients or my potential clients, I always say, coaching will work for you if you wanted to. I also decide to not work with certain people who, where I feel that the resistance is so strong if they don't want to. They want to change, but they don't want to put the work in. And the reason why I say that maybe this isn't the right thing for them, then because it's going to look bad on me, but it's also I'm going to feel bad because I'm not going to be able to help them. And that's something that as a coach, you're pretty good at figuring out right off the bat. And so I have no problem saying that, that maybe or maybe just me, my coaching isn't the, the, the right thing for them. And also bear in mind that people are not always going to click. I'm not everyone's cup of tea and I'm perfectly okay with that. Um, but I'm many people's cup of tea and the way that I coach suits a lot of people. So when people come to me and they say, well, will this work? I have tried everything else or uh, whatever. But the, the main concern is, will this work? Because, you know, it's an investment, but so they want to have this guarantee that it worked. And I, I, as much as I can guarantee it is, is that if you do your side, if you do your bit, this will work for you. But it's still that chance. And so how do we get past that in coaching? And how do we get you to see, you know, your potential? Because essentially our job is to not change a person's life, but to show them how to change their life, right? That is a cause. And we are here to listen, to, to, to listen and to help find a way and really um, lift up that person's um, qualities and help them show giving them tools and showing them avenues that maybe they they had forgotten about or that is that they're blind to some most of the things is just hidden in in plain sight I call it lifting rocks you know lift up the rock and you know there'll be something there um, that's some something that's just been weighed down because what also happened for us parents I'm gonna say and I'm you know, I, I speak for parents, but the people who don't have children have their own thing. But I speak specifically for parents in this and particularly mums, because I love dads. I'm not putting down on you, but mums especially, you know, we are these busy bees taking on everything to our detriment. And what we tend to do, tend to do is that the stuff that we've been carrying with us from before, from uh, our childhood, the patterns we've been running, um, stuff we went through that hasn't been resolved or, or yeah, just, just some bits and bobs that could need, that needing, that dealing with. All of that kind of gets stacked below. You meet someone, you get married or not, you, you know, you have kids and the kids, you know, all this and everything kind of gets put on top and then on top of that you work all our needs and all the things that maybe we had we wanted to deal with before or we knew there was something going on but 
we didn't quite know what to do with it. It becomes so neatly packed below that there is simply no space for this. There is no time for us to kind of deal with that. But the, um, the feeling is still there just because we're not paying attention to it, to the causes and whatever is going on, doesn't mean we don't feel it. We consistently feel it. And there, that's where the, this unfulfilled feeling comes because we become very busy and fulfilling other people's needs. I, you know, our partners, our kids, um, you know, the school stuff, work and all that. And when it comes to us, there is simply no energy or space left. And looking at this within within drinking, this, you know, drinking becomes this companion, become becomes this, you know, out, this disconnect of just from the day or the reward, if you like. And that is just a very easy spiral, spiral to kind of follow or, or pattern to follow down into a spiral of like, oh gosh, how did I get here? But if you look at, trace it back, it's, it's pretty simple why we end up in this. And as long as we tell us that this is the way we function, it will be the only way that we function. As long as whatever we tell ourselves becomes our reality. So if we say, oh, I can't stop drinking, drinking is my only friend. Well, as long as you tell yourself that, your brain will, will consistently just flare that up and your reticular activating system will filter out and go like, this is important, this is important. And it'll send it up to the cloud, to um, the, um, the autopilot cloud, which we operate out of 60%, up to 60% of the day, right? So if we change that internal dialogue to like, we don't need it and we can break it. What we need to do is start understanding what it is that we really want. What do you really want? Now, this is a very loaded question. A lot of people go, oh, and not just moms, but dads or humans, or high achievers, anyone who gets this question, they they really struggle. They, don't, they go, well, I don't know. All they know is that they wanna, the key word is happy. They wanna feel happy. But the fulfill, fulfillment is the, the underlying thing. Because often people come to coaching with a symptom where they go, this is what's going on for me. But the, the, the causes is, you know, something much deeper underlying, which is what we go in and find um, and explain and clarify. And, you know, we figure out what patterns that we are running and why we're running these. And, and what we do is that we change the perception of all this and change the, work on changing these patterns. So no one is ever a lost cause. No one is ever like, well, I, can't, I simply can't. That's not true. The question is, do you want to? Do you want to change? Because if you want to change, you can. It's not going to come super easy. It's not going to fall down on your head and you know, you're going to say, I'm like, I want to change. Come, give it to me. No, like we are, have to actively put effort in, actively search. And I think one of the key things that we, we see with people coming in for coaching is that when we removed alcohol, let's say if alcohol is just that crutch of keeping, keeping us going or, and keeping us feeling that we nurture ourselves, this is the only way we're nurturing ourselves. Then the idea of removing that can be scary, yes, but a lot of the times the idea of removing it could be scary because we will become forced to look at what's behind. Thanks for joining our podcast. I really hope you're getting a lot from today's episode. So have you taken the OYMB challenge yet? Have you challenged yourself to be the best possible version you can possibly be? By changing just one thing, like your relationship with alcohol, you can change your whole world. 
Visit us at oneyearnobeer.com forward slash take the challenge and let's start the first steps in living your life better. So if the fear of looking at what's behind all of this, the way we feel, if that fear is greater than us continuing to drink and get a decreased health, then we're going to go with the lesser dangerous option because that is what your ego, what your brain will naturally go for, whatever is less terrifying. So we must be brave. We must put our big girl, big boy pants on and go like, no, I'm ready to go in and do whatever it takes for me to change this. I'm willing to look deep. It might be terrifying. It might be windy as (laughs) as heck. It might, you know, shake the ground I stand on for a little bit. But once we get past that, it's going to be amazing. And so this is why coaching is for anyone, really. Everyone can get it with, do with a bit of coaching. And again, not plugging here. I don't want you to book in with me. I'm just telling you that coaching, I have learned from being coached myself. I was coached. I'm still coached. I will continue to be coached till the day that, yeah, I don't know when, but I want to learn. I want to have that accountability. I want to be able to look and feel and make sure that I'm on the path to what I'm trying to achieve and how I'm looking to feel. But what I know is that me working with my coach makes me braver, bigger um, in, in thought and bigger in capacity because it open, helps me open up what's right in front of me. I know I'm capable, but sometimes we just need a little bit of guidance. And what a coach does is they can just help you show you what's in the middle of the way. And the biggest issue um, between you being where you are now and achieving everything that you want, there is a saying that the, 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 the distance between here and there is six inches, always six inches. And that means between here. This is the only distance between where you are um, now and what well, you want to achieve. What that means is that the only thing standing in your way and the only thing they can do and achieve this is what's in here, in between the, these two walls. So when we feel like, no, you know, I don't, I don't need coaching. I know I need coaching. I don't need coaching because it's not for me. It can't do anything for me. I don't need coaching because nothing's wrong with me. Now, this is another thing. And this is something that I had a I, I, my personality was very much like, oh, you know, I, I just felt like I've missed it out. I missed out. So it was too late for me. I felt the, things were too late. I, I'd missed the, I missed the train, missed the boat, missed the bus or whatever the saying is. But, but I also felt like coaching. No, no, that's not for me. What, what's someone else going to teach me about the world? Because I also felt like I was wise with, you know, my experience of the world. So I didn't think that coaching would be something for me. And boy, was I wrong. And something that I quickly learned in coaching was that when you feel like you know it all, that's exactly when you know absolutely nothing. And behind that lies this theory that our ego wants to think that it knows it all. Your ego's purpose is to, you know, 
make sure that you survive every day, keeping you safe, repeating the same patterns, doing the same stuff again and again. This is why change is so hard. Stepping out of that ego, that that part of the brain is so difficult because it's going against everything that you know, the comfort zone. So ego will try and drag you back there. But ego will also try and tell you that, yeah, but you already know all this. You know this. You know you're not good enough. You know you can't change. You know, we know this, but it's been just running the same patterns for a very long time. But that is not your true feelings. When you have a drive inside and you know you do, everyone does, then those those thoughts of like, no, I know this. I don't I don't need coaching. I know I know all of this. And who's gonna be able to teach me more about life than you know, man, I've I've seen it all. That voice is a false voice. No one is ever, ever fully taught or fully trained or learned. There's always room for learning. So that feeling of like, no, I don't need it. It's not for me. Then become curious instead of, okay, so I get that that's how my brain functions, but also be, be mindful of that drive that you have inside that really does wanna do something. For those people who feel like, no, I really wanna do something, but I don't even know where or how. And that's, you know, co- coaches can be, can be a ter- having a coach could be a scary, a scary thought. Um, contacting a coach can be a scary thought and you might feel like, oh, I'm going to be pressured into, you know, buying or booking in. But again, that that's not how, how we work. We're, we're not car sales people or, you know, we're, we're not sales people in that sense. We are genuinely, people who become coaches are people who genuinely want good for other people and want to help them in a specific field that they have their strength in. And so contacting me or any of uh, any other coach you know there is always a, just a, a touch base call just to see if coaching might be something for you and so this is what i now always recommend people like have a look not with me but someone else like find find someone that suits you but don't deny coaching don't deny the curiosity don't deny you know the idea of it Yes, it might seem when you log on to social media, the world is flooded with uh, coaches and there's an expert here, an influencer there and stuff. So, but for example, me, you find that my my social media print is very small because I simply don't have time. I coach. <laughs> social media is not a priority of mine. Um, and so the people who are very busy on social media are probably not the kind of people that you want to be coaching with anyway. Um, but there are many other ways to reach out and speak to coaches and contact them and say, hey, I'm curious, you know, can we have a quick chat? And this chat could be, you know, it's a 20 minute chat. It could just be a good conversation. But one thing that I always found, because I have also spoken to coaches when I was looking for coach, uh, a new coach for myself, I've spoken to several coaches because it's just like when you're investing money somewhere, in a product, you know, even for the house or a car, you're not going to buy the first car you're checking out. You're going to try a couple of them, right? And so I too speak to different coaches um, uh, until I find someone that I really gel well with. And I've I have still today not spoken to a coach that isn't awesome, but I for me the personal chemistry is the most important thing. I need to feel completely safe and comfortable. And and so for me. I too do these short calls and, and just have a, have a little feel for them. But I can tell you what, 
every single call that I have been on has been a call that has where I've walked away with some really good realizations, information, or just little good little nuggets to kind of take with me. And I would urge you to do the same for yourself. Just be curious. You know, if you don't want to be coached, don't be coached, but don't, don't close you down, yourself down to it because what if you discover some incredible things? What if you, you know, you awaken that fire inside? What if you have been, you know, you've been doing working so hard, making sure your kids, your colleagues, your, um, your employees, your business, um, everyone around you is so happy and so good and so fulfilled. But there is this little gaping void inside, you know, you're going to the gym, you're doing all this stuff, but you still feel like, oh, you know, I, there's still still something missing. It's because you don't feel fulfilled. Why not give you the, yourself the chance to discover what that is? and what you can do with it. What if you discover that, man, you have some unresolved business with some fun stuff that you thought about when you were little, that stuff matters. You know, I, I, I vote for Peter Pan. It's like never fully grow up. I mean, he, Peter Pan doesn't want to grow up at all, but I would say there's, a, there's an element of like embracing that inner child with you that just would love to have fun and have big dreams and, you know, want to do so, so many cool things and to your, to your teens, to your young, young adulthood before life got way serious. I'm sure there were some amazingly exciting plans in there. You can still do that. It's not too late. It's not too late and nor is it silly to connect with your inner child and, you know, go after it because guess what? You will thrive in that. If you watch a, a young, young, young baby or a young child interact with an older, much older person, it's like they have their own little language, even if they don't speak the, speak the same language. My grandmother, who passed away, sadly, uh, a couple of weeks ago, she's Swedish and, and um, my children are half Swedish, half British, but they grew up in Britain and we speak English. So th their Swedish isn't strong, I must say. Um, but whenever they interacted with her, it was beautiful and they, they communicated and they had fun. And I could see how my grandmother's world lit up. And I'm sure that you can connect with this. I'm sure that you all will know that when you watch an older person interact with a young person, like it's, it's this beautiful synergy going on. It just shows that the inner child is always in there, whatever age that we, sorry, that age that we are. It, it is within us at any age that we are. And embrace that embrace that inner child that we have the one that wants to come out and play the one that has been you know controlled for so long having to be so serious and we can still do an amazing job and be highly successful in any business any kind of for field that we are in and as a parent and as a wife or a husband or a partner whatever but we can still have loads of fun if we don't have fun then you know, we, 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 we start feeling a bit low, you know, life is supposed to be a bit of fun as well, but it's not fun all the time. So we must, we must remember that life is also supposed to be a challenge. I mean, there's, there's a whole world going out there that we can't control, but we get to decide how we are going to show up within this world. How are you going to show up in the world as it is today. And I'm talking about the big world. I'm talking in your most, more immediate world around you today. How are you gonna show up? And I, I do something with my clients called the power circle. And the power circle is, you imagine this 
big thick golden yellow rimmed circle around you that's your power circle inside of this circle you have all the power nothing can touch you in here no one can touch you here outside of the circle like it's another bigger circle and i call that chaos and in chaos is other people um you know pandemics wars politicians um just stuff we can't we have no control over in a sense stuff that is without our control so what people say to you what how people behave with you what they think of you all of that is in chaos and why i call the chaos because it it simply has nothing to do with you you can choose to take it on you can choose to let that in and affect you but that's your prerogative but you you don't have to you get to decide if that's going to get to you or not is it fun to have someone be nasty to you no sure but is it going to affect you then no don't let it affect you because whatever is going on with that person i i guarantee you has absolutely nothing to do with you we need to let people have their moments whether it's good or bad we need to let people behave the way that they want to because that's their prerogative too but in this power circle we are simply untouchable we get to decide how we show up here every single day. How do you want to show up as a mom? How do you want to show up as a dad? How do you want to show up as a partner, as an employee, as a boss, as a friend, as an athlete, as a you know teacher, whatever, as that person that you are? In all of those aspects of your life, how are you going to show up every day? But it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be tougher days. It's going to be easier days. How you show up is entirely up to you. But in this, in, in this quest of looking for something more, if there is like, oh gosh, you know, I feel like I've missed out. I feel like I've got more to give. I feel like there's, um, you know, I'm meant for more in this. Then get curious. Don't settle when you can soar. There is so much more out for you, for you out there. No matter what age that you are, it doesn't matter. It's never too late to study. It's never too late to take up a sport. I, become an, I became an athlete when I was 40. Um, something I wanted as a kid, but life had a, um, a different plan for me. My my life took a different turn, but yeah, I reignited that with my in my personal development journey, and I live by that now, and I thrive in this. So, if anything, go discover what your what's your fire, what's your desire, because don't settle. Settling is boring. <laughs> Settling is boring. I always I say this. Why settle? You can soar. Go and find what your thing is. So I hope you've enjoyed this um, little chat with me here today. All of my lonesome. It's quite nice to have it nice and quiet. We're at the busy room talking in the background. Um, but I really hope you can take something away from this and see it um, as it, what I meant for it to be as always be coached whether it's by yourself or someone else always look for what it is that you really want what's important to you don't limit yourself don't hold yourself back what you do how you feel and what you feel is so important your feelings matter your dreams matter and it doesn't matter if you have a, a family or a a business or you know a job that you know it's so busy we are very good at making ourselves feel super busy we love procrastinating as long as it keeps us from kind of doing the hard work <laughs> but if if you got stuff in that you just really want to go and do why not go and become really curious about this 
go and thrive. Light that fire. <laughs> Light that fire under your bum. Um, go and enjoy life to its very fullest and know that whatever has been in the past has absolutely no meaning tomorrow. What you choose to do with your day to day and moving forward is everything. There's no point looking at what we've done in the past and things we did that didn't work out. Well, great. We need to do things that doesn't work out in order to figure out how we are supposed to do it. Same thing. We're supposed to take jobs that don't work out because how else are you going to figure out what you really want to do? Don't settle in a job that feels like, oh, gosh, I have to go to work. Okay, find another work. This is not the only job for you. There's plenty of work out there. You just need to want to do it. You need to want to change. Don't settle when you can soar. <laughs> okay, um, absolute pleasure talking here today with you all. And um, I will be back here soon with the next episode. Until then, keep on shining and know that we are all capable of incredible things. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the One Year No Beer podcast, where our mission is to share and tell the stories of the everyday heroes who are taking the steps to make a meaningful impact by changing their relationship with alcohol. If you want to join our community and find out more about the variety of benefits that you can enjoy by becoming part of our 80,000 plus members within our alcohol-free movement, then click the link in the show notes below. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.